Welcome to the Career Growth Podcast, where we discuss how university students and graduates can break into the job market and develop their careers. Let's get started with your hosts, Lucy, Vinay, and Julia. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to the year 2021. We have made it through. This is actually our first episode recording in this specific year. Last time we spoke to you guys was last year. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I got jokes. Anywho, uh, welcome back to the Career Growth Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. We obviously on the show love talking about anything career related, all the things you need to know, giving you the honest and real truth about what it means to get into your first job role and all the skills you need to have. I'm your host, Julia, along with my two lovely co-hosts, Vinay and Lucy. Hey, guys. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Greet- that was a bit creepy. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Welcome to 2021. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think the type of info that you give to like a Halloween show, not for a podcast. This has, quite the whole past year has just been like Halloween in one. So yeah, honestly, I'm just Fair point. I'm just going with the trends, really. <laughs> Makes you a good marketer on the trick trend. or treat. <laughs> oh, good. No, I feel like tricks, tricks all year. <laughs> She's here all day, all year. <laughs> I'm not. I'm tired. I'm joking. <laughs> so, Lucy has her own monologue as a podcast. Yeah, listen, subscribe just, to that one. I just talk to myself, so. <laughs> enjoy the show (laughs) we're just here for the ride i guess (laughs) but awesome so this episode that we're starting out this year is going to be all about dilemmas so different career topics that we have experienced with students who've come to us about their dilemmas and our advice on how we can help them whether it's one of our listeners dilemmas or someone else you can definitely send those in to us on our instagram at the career growth podcast or on our email so we got three big ones so shall we get to it yeah let's go Sounds good. Okay. So this very first one says, I'm graduating this year and I have nothing to add to my CV. Help. And all caps and bolded. I think this happens to a lot more people than what people actually realize. And this is a very common dilemma. More so this year than last year, because a lot of students do their first ever internship between the second and third year of university. And we all know what happened last summer. And it was particularly difficult for a lot of students to obtain internship. One thing before I kind of go into some practical tips I would like to highlight is that in the future, almost every employer will be looking at your CV to see what you did in 2020 and 2021. And if you manage to get some sort of experience on your CV during this time, it will definitely help and it will make you stand out amongst all the other students who perhaps were watching Netflix or were just generally struggling to get internships and get some professional experience on the CV. And, you know, as I just want to reiterate that we understand how difficult it could have been. But if you can get something on your CV in the years 2020 and 2021, it'll definitely help. So that being said, in your case, I would highly advise you to get work experience on your CV as soon as possible. What you don't want to do is be in a position where you graduate and have a blank CV. And what I mean by blank CV is just have nothing in your work experience. So let's start with the basics. In order to kind of get some experience onto your CV, Join and be an active member in club societies in your university. This is something you can do relatively easily and add that as an experience onto your CV. Try joining clubs or societies related to your degree or an area that you're interested in getting some experience in. This will not only help you with content on your CV, but it'll also help you show motivation 
to a particular industry or to an employer who's looking at your CV? So I'm going to jump in here. So they're really, really good points. But at this moment in time, obviously, there's a lot of volunteering opportunities as well for students, especially. Obviously, with, with everything that's going on, if you're based in the UK, for example, the NHS is really looking for volunteers along with local food banks. And these are really great organisations to volunteer with. And you can always learn new skills and again, add these to your CV. A really good point. We can't thank people who work for the NHS enough. And like Lucy said, there's going to be a lot of volunteering opportunities at a local hospital, at local clinics, at your local vaccination centers, etc. So try and look at NHS websites. There's quite a lot of opportunities there. Outside of kind of university club societies and volunteering, if you're looking to kind of get that first internship or practical work experience that's related to your career on your CV, the easiest way to do it would be to kind of reach out to people that you know around you or businesses that you interact with on a daily basis and ask them if they'd be interested in taking on an intern. So if you're studying accounting and finance, as an example, obviously not in the middle of a lockdown, but if you're doing kind of regular times, go to your local coffee shop, they might be interested in having a bookkeeping intern. So that's a great way to kind of get some sort of accounting experience onto your CV. These are kind of tips that often sound very obvious, but people often tend to overlook when they are bombarded with information about applying to a big four etc so there are a lot of local businesses that you can intern for and get great quality work experience so yeah just to kind of summarize that point reach out to people that you know or businesses uh, around you that could potentially take you on and a few bonus tips to kind of fill some space on your cv feel free to add five to ten modules onto your cv under your degree uh, this is useful to not only fill space fill up space on your cv but also to show employers the area that you have an interest in you can go one step further and add your grades for each of these modules, especially if they are fairly impressive. So by that, I mean at least like 65% and upwards from there. This can show to an employer that you have the ability to learn very complex topics very quickly and have good theoretical knowledge on the topic that you're interested in. Very great points, Vinay. Um, so do you have any other actionable tips you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, so a couple other things. So obviously, if you do have the time, look at platforms like CoreZero, edX. These are great MOOCs platforms where you can uh, pick up additional skills. Almost every business these days use a CRM system, which is a customer relationship management system. There are likes of HubSpot, Salesforce, where you can get free online training on how to use those and get a certificate. Obviously, add those to your CV. It showcases to an employer that you know how to use these things. And that's one less thing that they have to train you on. While we're on the topic of training, there are other platforms like Canva that you can use to learn very basic graphic design skills. LinkedIn Learning is another great tool, just going back to the topic of MOOCs. To be honest, if you're interested in learning, you can even use platforms like YouTube, where there's some really good content and it's often overlooked. Just don't get distracted by cat videos while you're there. I love cats. I want to be a cat mom by the end of this year. That's my goal. But then I found out how much it costs to own a house. And so it might be a few years. So You're probably the only person that thought, okay, I need a house for a cat. Yeah, that's pretty much the only way I got like convinced into buying a house was you can have a cat. So that's it. <laughs> but I wanted to jump in and just say, if you're in the creative industries, anything with PR, you know, marketing, any audio editing, a lot of the links that you talked about, the Coursera, the HubSpot training are really great ways to get experience now. So if you can't get any physical work experience, even though you may want to start working on, you know, getting training in Adobe, you know, going to Learn about like SEO if you're in marketing, learn how to do audio podcasting. So, you know, maybe reaching out to freelance audio editors and asking them their tips and tricks on how you can get into audio editing. Um, so you may not have the actual experience, but you can make up in your skill set. So the whole point is there's 
with Google and with the internet, there's just so many resources that it would be ashamed if you didn't take it. Definitely. Could not have summarized it any better. Just start doing something onto you and whatever you do, you can add that to your CV. It's better to do that than just go in with a blank CV and apply and then just you'll be left wondering why you're not getting any callbacks for interviews. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be boring. Like TikTok's around and TikTok can be used as experience in some ways, as like audio editing. It can be fun. So just have fun with it, I guess. So I think that kind of summarizes or sums up pretty much the entire first question. So I'm going to move on to the second. So this one says, I have been remote learning for nearly a year now, and I still can't get used to it. I feel like this is going to really affect my degree and my future career, and I just can't keep up motivation. Do you think remote learning is here to stay? And what are your top tips for managing the challenges as best as possible? Oh, that's a good one. It's actually, so yeah, I'm going to take the reins with this because it's something that I've been reading a lot recently. So I think a lot of people are in similar boats, especially with, you know, like obviously the, the extended lockdown and, you know, everyone kind of thought that this situation would be over a lot sooner than it is. So I think there's a lot of people in the situation. So to um, obviously our listener who's, who's kind of put this this question in with us uh just firstly realize that you're not alone there's a lot of people going through these challenges at the moment but of course along with the challenges are a lot of advice from experts and people who've been testing kind of their different kind of methods to get through this so it's something I've been researching a lot so I'm happy to share the actual tips on this um but firstly I would say, although I'm an optimist, I really don't think that remote learning is the future, although it might seem like it at the moment. I do think that more remote learning will be integrated into our lives, but not completely. You know, we've discussed this before on our podcast about the hybrid model, which is the blend of remote and traditional learning. And I think that will become a thing in the future. However, complete remote learning, I don't think that's here to completely stay. Personally, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. (laughs) Today, I think I'm right. So yeah, my actionable tips for this. Firstly, I would definitely, definitely develop a routine. There's many things that like benefits that come with routine and one is the sense of normality and formality you know I'm not a rap star but (laughs) I do do have uh, some some rhymes in there it's really good to have a structure and it really is essential for your career so how to kind of get a routine in place I would definitely recommend having a calendar even if you if you don't have one already definitely get you know a google calendar or something set up so you can really kind of plan your day it's a good sense of organization and it's really essential in the workplace as well so it's kind of good to kind of get into that zone as soon as possible and it just helps you kind of yeah develop that structure about your day and really kind of you know earn those breaks and appreciate the time that you do have out of working or obviously doing anything productive, uh, learning on the side. Second tip would be to create a workspace if you can. I know this is not accessible to everyone, but if you are able to have kind of separate, you know, room or space where you can work and really just go to that place, you know, when you do work, it's really good to kind of associate that place with, with learning and really have those switch off zones that allows you to kind of switch off outside of work as well. So kind of make your own little office if possible. I do understand that's not possible for everyone, but hopefully as we see kind of more spaces opening over the next 
few months you might be able to go and kind of go into coffee shops when, and things like that when it's all safe to do so so definitely kind of associate other spaces with work and try and avoid doing work in your bedroom because I do think that that can be a struggle for a lot of students but yeah definitely going to maybe a communal area where you can work definitely more beneficial can I jump in for a second yeah I can definitely relate to you talking about creating a workspace uh, and I know that students often don't tend to have the biggest spaces available but what I would just say is if you can just fit a desk in your room that's all it has to be it could be just be a corner it doesn't necessarily have to be a whole different space but just having a separate area from where you may otherwise spend your time so just away from your sofa away from your bed if you can just create a little corner which is like your productivity corner that goes a long way and the other top tip is to wear shoes when you're studying or just like get yourself into a mentality a lot of people have said it really helps where if you're working from home or if you're studying like just whatever you wear has a big impact on like just separating yourself so getting out of your pajamas just putting like jeans and just maybe like some shoes on or trainers on that just creates that gets your body prepared for a transition to like something else from like life in a safe or life in a bed you're listening to the career growth podcast do you have a question for one of our hosts send us an email at the cg podcast at capital placement.com yeah no that's a really good point and i'll add another little point to that if you can get your hands on a plan. So um, I know you're going to laugh, but believe me, I have got a plan on my desk and it has made the world of good. Like it's, it's sorry, it's done me the world of good. Um, and it's obviously made the world of good because it releases oxygen and stuff. But <laughs> honestly, it's so calming and you know, it makes it kind of more of a bearable space to work if you've kind of got some plants or just like a little bit of nature um, on your desk. So definitely that is a top tip from myself um, if you do appreciate plants like I do. Um, so developing on Vinay's points earlier, I definitely think a good tip is to take some time to get involved in some tech courses and reaping the benefits of online learning so this will really help you with kind of all aspects of the remote learning situation if you're really kind of like familiarize yourself with the tech and actually make it an enjoyable experience because a lot of people do get so frustrated with tech um, and the whole working from home element because they don't really take the time to understand the platforms that they're using so if you really kind of train yourself up on these you know it will make kind of your productivity a lot better and you'll also be ahead of the game. And when you do come to your career, you kind of have that that great kind of experience using this tech and it really will put you kind of in front of, of the, com the competition. So yeah, that is a, another top tip. And going back to my spiritual side, <laughs> take regular breaks. So along with your plants, definitely go out, go out for a walk every so often. It's so, so easy uh, to forget to take breaks in this situation and spend too long in front of your screens. Obviously, in the social socialising at the moment as well, it usually involves your screens with phones and everything. So definitely try and factor this in if you're going to have a calendar as well put these breaks in your calendar so it kind of reminds you to do it every so often it's not just good for your mental health and your productivity it's so so important for creativity and previously we've spoken on our podcast about how important creativity is in every industry not just kind of you know creative industries of course so definitely be a bit selfish with your breaks and just make sure that you're really getting outside or even just you know if you read a book for 10 minutes or so do a bit of exercise 
whatever works best for you definitely do that and that's a little benefit of obviously working from home as well so you're able to kind of go outside a little bit more enjoy nature and enjoy nature like <laughs> do david attenborough proud enjoy <laughs> enjoy the world we live in um, i'm about to do an impression but i'm not going to embarrass myself please do it please <laughs> For the hundredth um, episode, that's what it is. So everyone's tune in. <laughs> It'll be here on the ninety-ninth episode. I resign. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I think another thing for me, I've been reading a lot of articles recently, and there is scientifically proven evidence that afternoon naps are actually really beneficial as well. This explains you. why I can't get hold of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I nap for about five hours every night. <laughs> twelve to five. So. I nap, and then at five o'clock I clock off. <laughs> so they are, oh god, sorry, I've just seen this. <laughs> oh, I wish. Um, don't take a leaf out of my book. See another plant abbreviation, and have five hour naps every afternoon. But if you do feel tired, definitely listen to your body. And they say around thirty minutes is a really good amount of time to have a nap and have a black coffee before because when you wake up the caffeine hits you and you feel as fresh as a daisy obviously again you'll have to trial and test what works best for you and it kind of depends on your workload as well so maybe it's not a daily thing but it's something that you can incorporate and it's a benefit of working from home as well unless you do work at google and have nap pods and that's something that Vinay is going to be putting in our office when we're eventually back so i look forward to that so i've made my case there <laughs> Have a couch, your blankets, and I'll pillows, and everything. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm happy with that. So settled. I'll deal with it. There you go. They're kind of my key tips, really, based on a lot of research, a lot of conversations. So this has come from people of all kind of ages and experiences, and how they're managing with the situation. But on a side note, ed- like educators, they definitely have a role to play in this as well, keeping you engaged in your learning. You know, everyone's learning and adjusting to this kind of situation and this way of learning how to make the, the best of you know what we're going through so it is worth bearing in mind that this is new for everyone and we should be seeing remote platforms and methods advancing over the next few months as people really adjust to this the situation could happen again but let's hope it doesn't I've got my fingers crossed it doesn't but definitely kind of reaping what you can do in preparation in case you know this remote learning does become kind of more statutory in our day-to-day lives but yeah just realize that everyone else is is struggling a little bit and we're all learning so it's not just yourself that is is finding it slightly difficult but we will all come up with new and great methods to deal with it and we'll be out of this situation soon this optimism concludes here you You know what lucy was here yeah you know it's a great point but what do you guys think about future of like zoom schools and things uh, like zoom lectures and whatever else zoom ways of learning i mean online learning existed even before the pandemic so i don't see that going anywhere i feel like for some people they're fine with online learning and i think it really did open a lot of opportunities for those who couldn't do universities or anything so in some ways i don't ever see it going away it might if anything just improve the quality of it but I like, like Lucy said earlier, I don't see it fully taking over. I just think that it'll just get, the quality of it will just get better. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for kind of online learning, especially for like short quarters. 
or very short modules. But in, I, like, I'm not a huge fan of like doing a whole MBA or like an entire degree online, but doing various aspects like, you know, we talked about online training for very specific software as an example, great way of learning. Perhaps it could even be better than doing it in person because you can learn it at your own pace, which I think a lot of students have, uh, have actually gained the benefit of when it's completely online. But yeah, we'll see how things go. On to the next point, Lydia. Yeah, well, well done, Lucy, on handling that. There was a lot of really great points and I'm pretty sure everyone will have noted that down or trying to find a plan as we speak. <laughs> All right, so are we ready for our final question? This one says, how do I prepare for psychometric testing? Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. A lot of students and kind of even graduates are somewhat afraid of these tests, and I can see why. But from like an employer's perspective, this is a very efficient way for employers to test your skills, knowledge, ability, personality traits, etc. etc. Ultimately, they're trying to gauge your suitability for that particular role and company. You can often find these at very large companies and these tests are these tests rather are done at very early stages of the hiring process. And you'll probably need to get past this stage to speak to humans behind the company. Before we go any further, just to kind of give people or anyone that's listening an idea of what psychometric testing is, there are actually quite a few different ways of doing psychometric testing and it can incorporate multiple areas, but these are often done online and they include areas such as or can include uh, verbal reasoning, numerical reasoning, logical reasoning, along with various other areas that they can test you on, including like they would, they might simulate a situation and they want to test how you react in that particular situation. Like an intro exercise is very common. So you get given a task, then you get bombarded with emails by colleagues and your bosses, and they will want to see how you react and how you prioritize each of those tasks, etc. That's generally what a psychometric testing would involve. And in terms of how to prepare for it, great question. There's only one answer, practice, practice, practice. Tons of resources available online. There are loads of free ones that you can do. Obviously, there are paid ones as well. Your university should have access to platforms that will enable you to practice. And so it's one of those things that the more you practice, the better you get. And the more familiar you get, the more comfortable you are taking it, which in turn will help you. Because what you don't want to do is turn up on the day and do a test for the first time because that can be quite daunting and you you don't really get to fully understand what they're trying to test. And unless you practice, it can be very difficult. So practice, practice, practice. That's the only advice I have for this candidate. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty straightforward. Um, like Vanessa, just, you know, look online, maybe contact the university. I would suggest doing like fake runs if it's possible, turning off your phone, getting yourself like in the zone, I guess, like as if you were going to be taking it for real. I think that will definitely help you get used to what it will look like. I think turning off the phone is the biggest one because obviously you won't be on your phone when you're doing it. So it would, you, we can all step away from our phone for 20 minutes, even though it seems kind of hard. Well, these tests can last hours. Some of them kind of last a few hours, but obviously you might get breaks in between. But mm. uh, it's not uncommon where in some of the big firms that you get invited for like half a day or even a full day. And the first half of the day involves a lot of these tests. And the second half is where you get put forward for interviews if the first half went really well, because a lot of these are fully automated. So you get a, you know whether you passed or failed straight away. Some companies will let you know straight away and they just say, thank you for coming and let you go. The ones that are successful will get, will get invited for interviews in the afternoon. So they can take hours. And so it is great to prepare for it. A lot of candidates may not be kind of prepared for how long some of these tests can take. So again, just to reiterate, practice, practice. Apply the pressure. 
So the more pressure you, you apply beforehand, the better you deal with the pressure on the day and you'll be grateful for it. So it's not enjoyable, but it's not kind of designed to be enjoyable. And as soon as you get through it, you'll see the long-term benefits of it. So short-term pain, long-term benefits. Oh, I thought you were going to say long-term gain. Come on. You dropped oh, the ball there, Lucy. <laughs> short-term pain, long-term gain. You should be at a talk show on TV. Uh, <laughs> you ad somewhere. Oh, that could be like a, like a Nike ad. <laughs> gym ad. Gym. Yeah, some type of gym ad. Yeah. Hmm. At Dang Nike nice. or Jim Sark or any of them. DMTM. <laughs> Julia loves Gymshark. Oh, <laughs> I just, yeah, no, this, it's really funny for me to like admire like people, like I guess the people in the company for a company that's focused on working out and I absolutely hate working out. So <laughs> they can't convince me, but I like their ads. So. Don't they have like a massive gym on in their office or like right next to their office? I remember watching mm. a video on it where they kind of opened that gym for the first time. Yeah, they've got Gymshark HQ, which is around 10 minutes from me. So, yeah, I might go and break in. You never know. (laughs) Joking. Worst person to ever break into a gym. (laughs) (laughs) All the things you can break in. Honestly, there's not much to do these days. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Actually, no, we're going to cut that so our audience can get warm. Yeah. (laughs) Enticing violence. We do not. We don't have this kind of behavior. (laughs) We do not encourage violence. Or breaking yeah. into any sort of property, even if it may yeah. be a gym. And if I'm it break into in, we had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm breaking into the house that we uh, discussed on the team's call. <laughs> so, honestly, I am. Discriminating. <laughs> like, what was it? Incriminating yourself over there. I'm ready to riot. I'm doing it. Head over to Netherlands. People are going to wonder where you are. Why is this Vanilla and Julia? <laughs> just see like a s- screen flashing me on sky news <laughs> well like yeah i guess we'll see lucy in three years yeah <laughs> she comes out you'll still be in yeah you'll still be in lot time i'll be having yeah. a great time <laughs> oh, oh dear all the inmates having a party oh, oh, wow okay <laughs> Uh, so that was pretty straightforward and short to the point, Vinay. Well done. I like it. So we kept it with three questions for this time. We'll definitely do more of these in a couple episodes time, but we definitely have some exciting things coming for you. So as you know, we are approaching February and for February and some part of March, we're going to be doing something a bit different. So we're going to go a little more into specific industries and discussing how these roles are evolving and what skills you need to have for 2021. We'll be talking to employers, recruiters, and just people in these specific industries that can tell you straight up the skills you need to know for 2021 and what will make you a great candidate. So keep an eye on that. And, you know, if we don't cover your role, definitely let us know. We'll be starting with marketing, going into consulting, talking about technology, you know, more of the creative side, fashion, pretty much you name it, we'll be going to it. So really, really excited about that. And just talking about not your traditional skills that you need, but how these skills are evolving and what new skills you need to have as well. I'm really excited for this series. So please do subscribe to this podcast so you can keep up to date with all the new episodes. Shameless. Shameless plug. We're all about it. It's our podcast anyways. Why not? 
Hopefully this episode has been useful for you and you have enjoyed the questions. If you have a question of your own or a career dilemma of your own, drop us a message on Instagram or send us an email. We'd be happy to talk about that with you. And until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Catch you soon. Bye. That's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave a review and subscribe. Do you know someone who is ready to launch out and get started on their career? Share this podcast. You can connect with us more on social media at the Career Growth Podcast. See you in the next episode.